Is there something wrong with being sensitive and crying? I guess for a Russian woman, yeah, of course. Who do you feel you have to be as a Russian woman? And is there like cultural pressure or is that just what you believe you have to be? Okay, let me think. Because suffering is in our blood, you know? As Russian people, we like to suffer, yes. but we have to act like we're not suffering, mm -hmm. but we're suffering on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have to be strong and you have to like... Like not show emotions, be stoic. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's very settled emotions, but I'm very emotional. Hi, Brazil. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Do you want to talk about dogs or polyamory first? We can talk about anything you want. Okay, let's talk about dogs. You just had your dog certified today? Yes, she got graduated from her six-week lessons. That's amazing. She's so smart, very intelligent. But I think it's because of her daddy. Her daddy, her daddy is a poodle. Oh, I don't know anything about poodles. <laughs> poodles are extremely intelligent. Are they? Yeah. And her mom was Cocker Spaniel. So um, both of them are very intelligent. And she turned out to be really smart. How did they come up with these names? Cocker Spaniel. Like, what does that even mean? Is it Spaniard? I, I keep thinking of like a, a very tough Spaniard person, like a Cocker Spaniel. It's like, like a shih tzu. A, somebody with a huge cock. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the nice accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think that um tiramisu was a dog breed. Are you serious? Yeah, because it sounds like a bull terrier and like a shit zoo. So then like tiramisu. tiramisu. Like if you told me that was a dog breed, it sounds like it. It kind of does. If I didn't know what it was, tiramisu. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Have you a shit zoo? What's a shit zoo? <laughs> yeah, shits. A shit zoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Come kids, let's look at the zoo of shits. I guess so. No. Interesting. Yeah, in okay. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't, I don't think like, about these things, but something to think about. Who come up with this name? Poodle. Right. Right. What's a, like a noodle? Yeah. But a poodle? Who knows? Yeah. What made you want to get into comedy? It's not my first choice. <laughs> really? No. I, I, want, I always wanted to be a singer and a pop star. Yeah? Yeah. And what happened? Uh, such a such a tough journey, you know, to try to come to America from Russia and um, try to get into music business. Oh, so your whole move to America was for music? Mm, it was. I mean, I came here. I, I wasn't sure if I could stay. I came here to improve my English, and then. And then you just what fell in I love just, with music? And... I just. Kept improving it and improving it. Oh, hi, Brazilito. Oh, Aww. my goodness. Brazilito, that's the one toy you can't have today, buddy. <laughs> Brazilito, come here. Brazilito, oh, sweetie, come here, baby. Oh, of course, he wants to do the, uh, <laughs> the squeaky toy. Oh, my yeah. God. Squeaky toys. Are mm -hmm. Give me paw. Good boy. Other paw. My God. Okay. Good boy. Now take that. All right. That's nice. That's what Mila can do now. Yeah. She can do paw, paw, sit, sit pretty, peekaboo. She knows how to bow. She knows how to um bow. I haven't taught him that one. Yeah. He can sit and lay down. Bow is nice. It's just like Yes. I was like bow to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> she knows um 
to stay. Yeah. To sit, like be like stay. Uh huh. And today we learned stand tall. Get like. Very she can stand on her two legs. It, we need to work on that. Kind of. But yeah, yeah. It, oh, for a short time. I want to do that with him as well. And crawl a little. But she still need, needs work. That's pretty cute. She's a work in progress. Yeah. She's so sweet. She got a haircut yesterday and she didn't like it. No? I didn't like it either. You didn't like the cut or the process? Not, I didn't like the process or the cut because I like, I like her fluffy, but it's yeah. kind of hot right now. So I thought it would be nice to give her a little trim, mm -hmm. but they trimmed a lot. Oh, so now she doesn't, her look is not the same. No, she, I mean, she's still cute, of course, but I feel like. Slightly she, less cute. <laughs> no, she's, yeah, slightly yeah. less cute, but no, she's still cute. But I, and then I watched the way they were doing it and they were like, I don't know. I can't. I, I'm like, she's a gentle creature. Like treat her gentle, please. Yeah. But maybe I'm like, she's a dog. She can handle it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel a bit of both. Like on yeah. one hand, I'm like, because I take him hiking with me, all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. And it's like, okay, he can handle that. But when I leave him, even at the vet, I'm just like, you better treat him right. Like I'm yeah. so worried about it, you know, Same. and when he comes out, he's so happy to see me. It's like. Oh my God, I had such a yeah. weird feeling when I left her yesterday. And she was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she my child? I guess she's my child. I felt, I felt like so bad. She's, she thinks I have. Every time I leave, she thinks I abandoned her. But then when I come yeah. back, it's like, oh, my God, so happy to see me. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I've only left him away one time when he was younger. And I cried the second I left him at this um, like place, like a doggy hotel or something, yeah. you know. And I just saw that he was sad. And he was like crying through the gate, like sticking his paw out. Like, Arrgh! and I literally, my heart sank. So now when I travel, first of all, he's a certified service dog. So he can fly on the plane for free. Um, but it's for free. Yeah. 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 Really? Because, because it's not an emotional support. It's a service animal. It's yeah. a different certification, you know, and you can do it online. It's I, actually, I actually just did it. I, I just yeah. didn't know what, what, what's possible. Yeah. I, I just did it like a week ago. Yeah. You can register them on United. You just have to fill out paperwork. And the crazy part is they don't even check the paperwork. You just have to sign paperwork that says you have the paperwork. Oh. And when you go to the airport, cause I had brought all his training material yeah. and they were like, Oh no, we believe you. Oh. And I was like, okay, that was easy. Nice. Um, okay. But uh, but when I'm not, when he's not coming with me, I just have somebody house it. Okay. You know, like I, I don't even want him in a strange place. Like, yeah. I don't want him to feel like I left him. That's a big fear. Yeah. One of my biggest fears is if I leave him in the car, with, even with the AC on while I go to like the grocery store, is if somebody tries to steal my car and they also take him. Oh my God. That would be the worst feeling ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how attached we can get to animals. I'm codependent. Yeah. It's, I'm not even like, this is like, it's a service dog now. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Like I'm emotionally unstable, <laughs> <laughs> mentally not well. So I need her. Yes. Yeah. So. In what ways do you feel unwell? I know you were kind of joking, but kind of not. I think I'm like easily upset and I can, I'm easy to cry and which I'm not too proud because I'm supposed to be a strong Russian woman. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sensitive. Like some, somebody tells me something I overthink and then I think what the other person think. And, and then my therapist is like, Ksenia, nobody thinks about you as much as you <laughs> think about yourself. Like nobody thinks about you like that. Yeah. So I, I tend to overthink, but then she, ever since she came into my life, things have been so much happier. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. Is there something wrong with being a sensitive and crying? Is that a bad thing? I guess for a Russian woman, yeah, of course. Who do you feel you have to be as a Russian woman? And yeah. is there like cultural pressure or is that just what you believe you have to be? I mean, cultural, I mean, okay, let me think. Because suffering is in our blood, you know? As Russian people, we like to suffer. Yes. But we have to act like we're not suffering. But mm -hmm. we're suffering on the inside. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you have to be strong and you have to like... what, Like not show emotions? Be stoic? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's very settled emotions. But I'm very emotional. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think yeah. it would be worse to bottle it all up. Yeah, It's better to express it than to repress it. Right? Of course. That could be bad. Yeah. In Russia, they don't know any different. Like, I've never seen my mom cry in my entire life. Yes. Not even in a movie or something or if somebody died? I saw my dad cry, but not my mom. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Do you I, think because she couldn't or she wouldn't? Or maybe she doesn't private? Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Mm. Everything is okay. Even if she's suffering, I would never know. I've never seen her cry. Don't make too much fuss. Don't cause... Emotions. Yeah, we don't, I like, mean, we yeah. don't, we don't even like, I was actually thinking today how Russian families are, we're not very close. I mean, I know it's my dad, I know it's my mom, I know it's my brother, but it's not like, oh my God, we're not all over each other. We never say I love you. Never. Never? Never. Have you ever? I mean, when my mom had a surgery, then I did. But it, in a text form, I never actually said it out loud. That's really messed up. Like. It's interesting for sure. I'm, I feel like I'm close with people that are not related to me. Do you say I love you to your friends? Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean when you say it to your friends? I mean, only if I love them. I don't just say I love you left and right. Right, know? right, right. But when you say you love them, like you say you love like one of your girlfriends, oh, I love you. What does that mean to you? It means uh, I'm, I'm grateful for you in my life. You know, and I mean, to love somebody, it's like to appreciate them, to enjoy their company you know so it's yeah it's it's really like i don't just say i love you because they abuse i love you in america you know they just they say, do they do say i, I love, they love everybody jeez <laughs> it's like love you it's like you know go to the restroom <laughs> that's funny they do overuse the word love and the word hate too they'll be like oh i hate this thing it's like well do you really hate it or is it just a little annoying yeah right? right yeah 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 hate is a strong word like super strong yeah and so is love too love and, is a and strong the word, word. friend because i think people have a range of what they mean when they say friend some people when they say friend they mean you see them every day but i have some friends that like live in like in new york i might see them once a year yeah or something but they're still my friend i'm mm -hmm. not talking to them every day telling them about my days you know it's just we just catch up when we catch up you know I mean, there are different types of friends uh, that are like lo long distance friends. Yeah. Like in Russia, friends in Russia, when I go back, we can just pick up from where we left. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like we never were apart, you know? I love that. I love that too. Yeah. But there are friends here that are more of a colleagues, you know, there are friends here that are just acquaintances. There are friends here just like um, people... You see sometimes, but it's very blurred in, in, in Los Angeles specifically. It's like, who's your friend or who's your not? Like, I feel like enemies of friends or people that don't really like each other act friendly yeah. just to see what's going on. 
And it's wild to me because we're pretty straightforward in Russia. Like we're pretty like, yes or no. Are you my friend or you're not my friend? There is no in between. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and It's like clear with the intentions. And with dating too, it's like here, this game thing is like killing me. Yeah. The game, like you have to like be hard to get and like don't reply right away or like you fucking like somebody or you don't. Jesus. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What else is to this? No, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, especially as I've gotten older, I've learned to be more straightforward about that, both with work and with personal, like, because now the longer I live, the more I've tried things, I know what I like and what I don't like. So if somebody invites me somewhere, I don't want to go. I'm like, no, no, thank you. Like, oh, it's, either, it's either a yes. Yeah, because time is short. You know, like my dog is eight years old. Like he matters a lot to me, you know, so it's like I, I could be going to a party that I may or may not like, you know, or I mean, I do like to party. Like I do go to parties that, where it's intentful where I know where I'm going. I know the vibe, I know the music. I'm going with my friends, you know, but I don't just say yes to everything anymore. Good. I used to. You should be assertive. Yes. Is it's important. Yeah. Assertive. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you do what you like and you do, you, you do what you like and you, you do what you like and what you don't like, you don't do. Yeah. Please, thank <laughs> Twister. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I can see how you've been uh, very straightforward because now you're a polyamorous man. Yeah. So what is it like for you? Um, about five years ago, I ended what was like a four-year-long relationship. And in that relationship, it almost felt like we were married. We had lived together. We had a company together. We had like joint bank accounts. We were like working together. It was like a, almost like a creative power couple kind of situation. And I learned a lot from it, but I just felt very, by the end, it was very toxic on both sides, you know? And uh, that's when I started doing psychedelics. I started doing um, LSD and mushrooms, you know, like magic mushrooms and psychedelics. And um, I realized I was being a people pleaser, that I was just um, like saying yes to everything and just, you know, just taking care of everybody. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, I need to take care of myself as well and, mm -hmm. and start giving myself self-love. And I looked myself in the mirror and I told myself I love you for the first time while on psychedelics, you know, and I'm like, Hey man, I love you. And I was like, thank you. You know what? I'm okay. like giving myself that love. And then I realized that I wasn't being very, um, I wasn't thinking about how I wanted to connect, you know? So then once that relationship ended, I was just being very honest and very straightforward with the girls that I would meet. And, um, then that led to me being polyamorous. I think in the first year I had three girlfriends at the same time, but they knew about it and they knew each other. Um, that was complicated a bit. I mean, so much work, three girlfriends. I it mean, was, one it, girlfriend is a lot of work. Well, the way that was working, it wasn't a lot of work because a lot of times they would just come to me. Like it wasn't like me taking care of them. Cause in my past relationship, it was me always taking care. When I was polyamorous, I was being taken care of. Right. So that was different. Then I had like mm. a girl that would come over and give me massages. Another girl that come over and cook with me. Another one that we would like set goals together and talk about life. So I was in receiving mode for a oh, while. Okay. So then I did receiving for a while. I mean, obviously it, it was a give and take, but generally speaking, I felt like I was receiving more, you know, more love, more, more nurturing, you know, they were kind of like nurturing me back, so to speak. And then in that time, I fell in love with one of them, you know, and then we got more serious and then we became polyamorous together and I stopped dating the other two girls. And then we just had like an open relationship. And then we tried being monogamous 
then we tried being open again and then monogamous again and then open again. And then now we're just friends, you know, and now we're like graduating to um, a new level, right? Where it just feels more like I have unconditional love for this girl. Like she's like an incredible human being, but I also realize that where she's at in life and what she needs to, to grow and, and, and to heal, you know, is a sense of she needs to be more independent. I'm supporting that. And we're better off as friends now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of, it was an amazing learning experience. I tried a little bit of everything. Okay. I tried being super serious with her. I had like the almost marriage before that. I had the polyamory where we were doing like threesomes and, and just like going out on dates together Ooh, and trips fun. together. You know what I mean? Like we would do like getaway weekends with all of us, like a cabin, you know? And it was just like, I, I tried it all. And, Are you uh, serious? You and three girlfriends yes. would go away on a trip? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It worked while it worked until it didn't work, you know? And then um, oh my God. And then I just had to kind of evolve through that. So, so now I feel like I, I could be capable of either or. I could either be single for the next few years, keep being poly, or meet the woman that I'm going to make like the mother of my kids. Okay. So I could go either one of the three ways right now. So right. that's where I'm at in life. So I'm just trying to figure out what I want. I'm clear on what's important to me. Okay. What's right? important to you? Building my company. Okay. Taking care of my family. Okay. My dog. I don't know where he's at now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to point to him. I'm like, oh, where'd he go? Yeah. Um, snowboarding. I just started snowboarding. I love it now. I started this year mm-hmm. and I'm in love with it. Like mm-hmm. I did 23 days this year already and I'm going to do like 100 days next year. Like. Where I just, cause like I run my company remotely. All the people that work for me, they work, they don't, we don't work in an office, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. So unless I'm filming a video that day, if we're just doing editing, I could be anywhere. So I just get a season pass and I'm just going to go on adventures and go skating, go snowboarding, go skydiving, go do all the fun shit I want to do. Take my dog with me. And somewhere along that journey, when I meet the next woman I want to love, then I'll build it there. I like it. You know, like Sounds on my good. mission, you know, like doing what I, what's important to me. Somewhere in there, I'll align with somebody. Yeah. I won't go out of my way for it. That's Ideally, it should be we're both headed the similar direction, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you had a threesome. I never had a threesome before. Never? <laughs> well... <laughs> What? Well, if you want to have threesome. <laughs> uh, when you do it right, it's good. Yeah. But it, there can also be ways of doing it to where it's awkward. It depends on what the situation is. You know, it depends on how everybody knows each other, what the vibe is, what the expectations are. Yeah. Um, I had one particular one that was like the best one where it was me and the main girl that I was poly with. We went out and we met a girl and she understood what we had. And then we all just started like making out at this like art show. And then we went back to my place and we had this like incredible night, but it wasn't, but it was like, we would talk, we would listen to music. Yeah. Stuff would happen. You know what I mean? And it was just, but we all understood what it was. There was no disrespect. There was no competition. There was no, like, I'm trying to steal your man or whatever, you know, like it was, um, it just worked out and you can't guarantee that's going to happen that way every time. Cause sometimes people are weird. You don't know strangers. People have different vibes and not all the vibes just because you connect with person A and you connect with person B doesn't mean that, that they're going to connect. Right. Yeah. So I guess I was just lucky. No, I mean, know? I'm jealous that you can do it because I, I don't think I'm capable of yeah. threesomes or um, any poly yeah. kind of poly kind of relationships. I'm like very yeah. monogamous. 
Well, especially once you're in love with somebody, right? Yeah. And that's even, even if I'm not in love, just yeah. one person at the time. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know, old fashioned. Yeah. Or maybe I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too, right? Yeah. There's that as well. That's yeah. a, that was a whole other thing to consider, which is why you know, the main poly only lasted like a year and then it went back and forth and being like an open to be monogamous, right? But I think in my heart, I I do like love. Yes, yes, of course. I think just until that real one is ready, the one that's going to be like, let's make a family together, then it's more of an experimentation. Yeah, process, have fun. You know, until that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm very supportive. Yeah. I, I support, just be safe. Have to be. <laughs> Wear a helmet every time. Yeah. Not there, <laughs> another place. <laughs> what about you? What do you want from life, from love, from I, all that? I was actually thinking that I'm scared of living a little bit. I, I focus on my art so much. Yeah. That I am. It's weird. I. I was noticing. I've been noticing this because I. I my. A friend of mine was telling me the story, a new friend of mine, he was sharing with me that um, he had three daughters and one last one, she got like brain tumor and she passed away at the age of 16. I don't know why I just was crying for a whole day. I was, I got so moved by that story and I can't like, for example, I can't imagine I can't imagine if I had a daughter and she passed away. Right. Like I would, I would pass, I would die too. Like I'm, I feel like I'm scared of this big tragic events that may happen or may not happen, you know, but I'm, I'm in advance scared of them. So I'm preventing myself from having children or like, mm. I'm in a, I'm focusing on my jokes. I'm focusing on my music, on music videos, anything other than living my personal life. Well, maybe, it's, it's, maybe they don't have to be exclusive though, right? Yes, of course. I, I'm getting better, but I, I think, I don't know how people live life. And if Matt, I'm so terrified of major, mm -hmm. major like tragic events in somebody's life. I don't know if I can handle it. My grandma passed away I, and my, then, okay. So my grandpa passed away. I was 20, 19, I was 19. And then my grandma passed away in a week. From a broken heart. Yeah, they were like this. They were like wow. very like close. So I, I have an example of that kind of love. So that's what I'm looking for. Yes. yes. <laughs> and um and then I got I was just crying for two, three months when my mom of course didn't see me because I was already in another city away. But it just triggered some major existential crisis. That was the first one. And <laughs> I, I have to stop this. I have to stop being afraid of living life. Yeah. Because I'm trying to control everything and like not to be, not be too vulnerable. And because when it hurts, it fucking hurts. Like yeah, I've been, I've been cheating on, I've been, I've been cheated on. Yeah. So I dated this one guy, the first love and. When I found out he cheated on me, that crushed me. I was like crying in bed. I couldn't get up. I couldn't eat. I, I, I'm, I'm like. It's real. Especially yeah. because when you really care because yeah. and you can't make yourself not care. Cause if you don't care, then you're not living. Right. Like you have to, to care about something, but it's scary. 
Yeah. yeah. Like I was, we were just talking about our dogs, you know? Yeah. I, oh I realized like this week how old he was. I thought he was seven, but then I realized, wait, he's going to be eight. And then I started thinking, wait, that means he only has like six years left. And I started crying. I was literally like, like he's going to die. Like, and I was feeling so sad. When is his birthday? August 14th. Oh my God. He's Leo. Yeah. And, um, so then I started getting really sad about it. And then I just, I literally journaled about it. I wrote like two or three pages to say like, I'm going to make the next years like his best years. Not that the other ones were bad, but I want to put extra effort, you know, yeah. to just play with him. Or I told you I'm going to the doctor. We're doing more blood tests and yeah. whatever, like whatever I can do to just yeah. maximize it. I can't imagine life without him. I mean, it's, it sucks because it's like, I know it's coming eventually, uh-huh. you know, but well, you can't stop yourself from loving. Of course. And I mean, it's better probably not to think about that he's yeah. going to be gone, you know, but I, oh my God, I cannot. My, my puppy six months, thank, thank God, we have a, a whole life ahead. Yeah. She's here for all the major events in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it's uh, tough. But that fear can also motivate you because I'm not going to stay depressed about it. But thinking that he will one day makes me like if I'm just watching some dumb show on TV that I don't really care about, I could say. Well, I could be running with him right now. Let's turn off the show and let's go play extra. You know, I use that to motivate me. The fear as a little push. Yeah, I see. I see. We better do things now before it's too late. (laughs) And maybe for you as well with life. But it it doesn't mean you should stop chasing your career because Uh, that is a part of life. No, 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 no. I'm not scared of chasing my career. I. That was just talking about my personal life and like. that's, that's, That's what I mean. Yeah, Having husband, kids. I, I I don't know if I can handle husband cheating on me. I can, I don't know I I don't mm. know if I can I can't handle it. Mm. He can't cheat a husband. You can't cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot or you'll yeah. be dead man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um but then again, LA everybody everybody cheats. It's terrible. What a terrible terrible city. It's possible. It's possible to still have. Yes, of course. Yeah. I know I know it's possible. But yeah, culturally over here it's wild. Yeah. And uh, what I feel like I'm doing is focusing on humor and finding light in everything, lighting it, lighting it up, you know, like. That's a beautiful thing. It's, it's hard, but I feel like everything is joke. I feel like just, be, I feel like because I don't want to be serious, maybe I just turn everything into a joke. And I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> Well, I think the world could use more laughter because I think sometimes people make things too serious that don't need to be serious. It's like, chill. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times we imagine the suffering, right? Like there's, there's actual suffering and then there's imagined suffering. Like me thinking about him dying is imagined suffering. It's imaginary suffering. It's going to happen. It's not false, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. But I can sit here and have a suffering night thinking about him dying, right? And I think a lot of us in this country in the city are like constantly living the fears of what might happen at work. What might happen if this, it's like, it's all the, what might happens. Mm -hmm. So then if you come in there and say some jokes, that's a great thing. Yeah. You're breaking them from that hypnosis of fear. I I agree, I guess. Yeah. I, I always try to make light of things. Just anything. Pretty much. I can find something funny about almost anything. That's great. You think? Yeah, okay. I love that. I'm the same oh way. God. I would make a joke at a funeral. Like it's like it's yeah. I, if it if it works, if it makes people laugh, if it lands, yeah, <laughs> you have to be good at it. But yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I walk and think of something funny and I start laughing to myself and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> People must think that I'm not well. No, nah, I would say the opposite. You think I'm very well? Yes. Thank you. I think, <gasps> yeah, Brazil. Brazilito, come here. Yeah. Oh, we talk about you dying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Brazilito. Come here, baby. Yeah. Sweetie patootie. Yeah, Brian. Actually, I have a I have a story about polyamory. Yeah? Sure. If you want to hear. Tell me the story. It's not very pleasant. Sure. It's my, my friend, uh, my girlfriend. I mean, friend who is a girl. Not We're not dating. Okay. I, girlfriend. That's yes. what they say in America. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so she told me she was polyamorous with this couple. They were like a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And then they would meet up sometimes to mm-hmm. get se- sexy time, you know. <laughs> and then um, she came one of the days and they were getting it on. This is such a bad story. And then um, she, the husband asked her to go down on his wife. So she started to go down on his wife and then she smelled that the vagina smelled like a fish. Oh. And then she was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. And not to judge anyone, but if you have a lot of sexual partners, it it uh increases your chance of having a fish vagina. Yes. So just be careful out there, guys. Yeah, well that's the pro and con, right? With the whole everybody feeling liberated to to do whatever they want sexually, it doesn't mean that you're liberated from the consequences. Yeah, yeah. There's still real consequences. But I don't know why yeah. when she told me the story, I laughed so hard. I don't know why. It's just such an awkward situation. <laughs> I mean, and woman, if if your vagina smells like a fish, like how can you not know? Right. Like, I I don't understand. You gotta do, a, just, you gotta do a, a swipe and sniff every now and then. Every day. Check, yeah. You gotta do it every day. <laughs> you know, just to... Check it out. Yes. Check the motor. Make sure everything is running. <laughs> Do an oil check. In. I know. I don't, okay. But yeah. In Russia, we check every time. All the time. Every day. Just that. On schedule. Yeah. Just to make sure everything is uh, pure. <laughs> so let's talk about comedy. Let's talk about comedy. So how did it go from you wanting to do music to oh then being God. a stand-up comedian? <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was singing. I was, well, I was kind of funny in Russia. I was funny. I was a, I was a member of a funny people club. Every, every. <laughs> a funny people club? Yeah. There was like a club of funny people who are very um, sharp on the spot. It's literally the name. It's called KVN, but I don't know how to translate. So it's like a funny people club. Okay. And every school had their own club. So all the schools in my city yeah. were competing against each other. So, and I was in my So almost school. like a debate team, but uh, more about jokes but and like being witty. No, there would be like a stage. There would be the whole, like there was a big oh, game. So, okay. so there is like four tournaments. First is a visit card. You come in as your team, you have to sing, you have to dance, you have to tell jokes. It has like a whole five minutes of presentation. Like, Mm-hmm. This is who we are. Then there is a second tournament that you have to do some other things. 
like a show funny stuff without talking or then the, yeah. the last one the third one is like somebody gets a premise somebody says a premise and like an all improv. The, and all the teams have to come up with a punchline okay so and wh whoever gets the funniest wins i like and, that yes and then the last would be the homework it's called homework and then it would be like a seven minutes bunch of skits you know mm -hmm. or it would be like a one one whole premise for the skit yeah and like the team has to act it out and there should be jokes joke joke jokes and okay. then ends all with the song and sometimes dance so it's like a like a tiktok yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, i was part of that and then i I won um, Funny Woman of the Year. Okay. And it's like, it's like in my hometown, it's a very small hometown, but I was like a star of my hometown. Like I was uh, doing beauty pageants and then I was doing singing competitions and I was in a club of funny people. And I'm like, no wonder I'm doing all this now, you know? Yeah. Comedy, music, acting. Yeah. Any, everything, you know? Yes. So. So you were already being celebrated for that back home. You saw that you were talented. There was something to it. You were multi-talented. I, I was so ambitious. I'm still very ambitious. It's like, yeah. it's like self-fulfillment, self, uh, self-realization, like all these ideas I have. I want to perform. I want to, this, the fire is, is on like, yes. in me. It's for sure. Like I am, I'm not giving up easy or soon, or I, I, yeah. I want to be performing when I'm 70 years old. Like I would have like a, Las Vegas residency where I'm just doing my, my one woman show, you know? I love that. That like, I love like that ambition. Whoever is going to yes. be with me have to yes. know that, um, that I'm going to be performing. Yes. And I think that's a good place to come from. First of all, that's an amazing story. And it's like, yeah, to whoever's with you needs to understand where you're, first of all, you got to understand where you're going. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. once you have your personal direction and that person has their personal direction, ideally, they should line up, right? Yes. It should be natural for them to support you. Yes. Not like they're like, oh, like you pulling teeth, like, yeah. oh, I get, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. yes. The same way with me and like my traveling and the extreme sports and stuff. It's like the next girl day, she doesn't have to snowboard, but I'll be snowboarding a lot. So I'll be at the mountain a lot. You know, that's just like a thing I like to do, you know, yeah. and it's just it's part of life. You better be getting into that snowboard. Yeah. Thingy. <laughs> <laughs> or hang out at the cabin you know get your nails done while i hit the mountain and then you yeah, know but yeah. it's like yeah it needs to be supportive yeah, yeah especially sure. if you're a performing artist yeah it's a different life than like if you were a doctor if you were just in one hospital the whole time right like you might go on tour yeah 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 but also i i feel like i have wasted potential as a doctor because i have a weird love for all the diseases and like how to cure them and all this uh i'm like antibiotic expert and yeah like i i would die somebody would tell me what like their symptoms and i would diagnose them okay i don't know like i diagnosed and I had appendicitis i was like oh, i was like i might have appendicitis and then and i got into the hospital and they removed my appendix <laughs> you're like the disease whisperer yeah you know? I, like I, I mean like, i can know. like yes. diagnose and I love all these needles and like, I don't faint if I see blood. Like I like all this stuff. Like that would be my probably yeah. other career. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> people either are like super okay with that or they're not. Yeah. Right. Like there's people that they see needles and blood and they faint right away. Yeah. I love this <clears> stuff. <throat> I love when somebody draws my blood. Yeah. 
I'd be like, can you find my vein? Ha, you cannot. <laughs> like, look, there is no veins. You can't really, there is no, you can't find my, they can never find my veins. I'll, I always be like. You're veinless. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you transition to doing stand-up comedy okay, here? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I see you. you performing all the time. So obviously you're really doing it. How do you go from wanting to do it to actually doing it? It's the decision I made. And I just started saying yes to everything. Mm. And then, oh, did we talk about how did I became a stand-up comedian first? But okay, well. Well, you said I, you came I, here for music, right? Yes. Well, I, I was singing a lot. And then I met my music producer on the street, actually, in 2009. When I first came to America for the summer. Mm -hmm. And we were here in Los Angeles. And then um, I was with my friend. We had a friend that we met in New York. I mean, a friend, you know, a friend <laughs> that he was from LA. He's like, girls, come stay with me. No problems. So we came to stay with him. I don't even know where we were, somewhere in West Hollywood. And then um, we were, we went to Universal Studios. We were walking on Hollywood Boulevard. I was actually shocked when we walked on Hollywood Boulevard. I was like, Ew. It's so dirty. <laughs> dirty. And I, I imagined this Hollywood. Right. Like, I mean, New York was very impressive yeah. when we first got to New York. And I imagined Los Angeles. I, I had in my mind, it was just this beautiful place. And when we got to Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame, it's I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's a shame how they let that street just get so dirty. And so it's not an attractive place to be. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So we were spending time in the city and then we got home to this guy and he was like, well, ladies, uh, if you want to stay with me, you're going to have to pay me money or you're going to have to fuck me. So. Wow. And Sophie and I were like looking at each other. like, we don't have money <laughs> and we're not fucking you. Sorry. Right. Sorry, dude. Yeah. So, and um, we got outside. With our bags, he just kicked us out, and wow. uh, and we just on the street. We know zero English. We just standing there, and in Russia, usually you have um, so you have a building. Mm -hmm. There's a street name on the building, and there's a number. So you're like, uh, oh, so and here there's no such thing. There's like some numbers. Yeah, like there's no. You have to look at the street sign and then combine it. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like, where the fuck are we? Our phones are dying. Right. And then my music producer was walking by. My future. I didn't know yeah. that he was going to be my music producer. But he was walking by with his dog and his uh, girlfriend at the time and yeah. uh, another friend of his. And they're like, girls, are you okay? What's going on? And we were like trying to explain in our broken English. This guy wants to fuck us. We we need help. Help. Wow. Yeah. So, and he, um, they drove us to the hotel. And the next day we spent all together. It was, they then went to the studio. They showed us their songs. I was, I was like, oh my God. Like such cool. I'm, I'm already in Los Angeles. I just got here. And I'm already in the studio <laughs> with a music producer. <laughs> That's amazing. Brazzy. Yes. That was so sweet. Yeah. That like, was. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. That was so sweet. He has good timing. Okay, so so you made it to the music studio. Okay, yes. Um, 
But then we went back to Russia, mm-hmm. back to New York, back to Russia. And then I didn't know if I could come back because... You were just visiting. Oh, can it, you bring the mic closer to? I didn't know if I could come back. Visa policies are really strict with Russia. Yeah. Even then. Now it's impossible, but then even worse. Right. But okay, so I was able to come back and... um I first I lived in New York. I was singing there everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Singing parties, right. restaurants, everything. Just popular top 40s, you know, like bar mitzvahs and weddings. Mm-hmm. And then I came here. I did that too here for a little bit. Um, but then I and I, I got, I hit, I called the producer. I had his no, a contact. Yeah. And we started working on some sad songs. Yeah. Because I wanted to do love songs and I wanted to do some sensitive stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I finally was doing shows. I It was so hard for me to, I don't know why, it was so hard for me to create Instagram. And because p- people back home in Nahotka be like, who the fuck she thinks she is? Mm. Trying to like, like become a star in Hollywood? What? She's from Nahotka. Girl, chill. Who do right. you think you are? You know? Right. So that was a big Thing to overcome to like yes i'm here that's what i want to do to just announce it to everybody like yes i'm doing it why yeah. i was so insecure about this right. to, to just to tell everybody yes that I'm, in, I'm in los angeles and i'm pursuing my fucking dreams but to just post about it yeah. i'm just so glad this is behind oh my god i'm so evolved now jesus isn't it interesting how we have these like imaginary blocks in our mind especially yeah. when we want to expand identity it's like oh they know me as this but i want to be that and we're afraid that they're going to hold us down or want us to stay down. And it's like, no, no, you can't stop who you are for other people. Telling you doing stand-up comedy has been the most freeing thing ever. Like when you yeah. just stop giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I still give a fuck in the back. This voice is in my head. That's <laughs> right. what I'm like talking when my mental health is not well. But it's been so much better than ever. That's amazing. Yeah, just... To be like, well, if somebody doesn't like me, I guess that's what it is. But before, like, nobody, how can they not like me? <laughs> I'm so likable. I'm such a good person. I'm so convenient and flexible I, and accommodating. Yeah. That's people pleasing. I know a lot about people pleasing, you know. How did you do your first stand-up set? It was good. No, it the stand-up came naturally. I, I'll tell you, let me go back boards again okay. when I was doing my sad singing shows. Okay, sad so singing that's, shows. So I was doing the sad singing shows and I was um, talking between songs and I was de- describing what the song is about and insp- when inspiration came from and then mm-hmm. I would just call people on their stuff. Right. Just being free. Interact with the audience. Yeah, and yeah. everyone was laughing and I was like, what the hell? I'm, what the hell is going on? I'm not even trying to make anybody laugh. I'm yeah. just like being myself. Yeah. And then, um, and somehow my, my friend told me like, why don't you try doing stand-up comedy? She just took class with pretty funny women, Lisa, with Lisa Sunstead. And, um, and I just enrolled in the class with just an open mind, I guess. Let me try this. And then somehow it just came naturally. Well, it's not the ideas I had to like think. Now it's easier with ideas, with the premises for jokes. Right. It's all the time. It's just never ending. A joke premises. Um, 
But my first performance was in December 2015. I still have a poster. Oh, wow. So you've been doing it for a while. I quit for some time, okay. but I already started recently. Uh, Why'd you quit? Well, I was in New York. I moved to New York. I lived in LA, then I moved to New York again. I was in New York, LA, back to New York. Okay. <laughs> and in New York, were you doing like the cellar and like those places? I did, yes. I yeah. did um, all the cool spots in New York. And that was danger filled when I, it, it's closed now. Mm. But I did my comedy set. I had all this Russian friends came to support me. And I performed into complete silence. Like I was performing my jokes that usually kill. Here in LA? No, in New York. But in, the jokes that normally kill in LA, you no, tried them in New, New York? No, in New York too. They, okay. They, I was just, I was performing my set that normally gets a lot of laughs. Yeah. Into complete silence. And I was like, Right. And I felt so, I was like, but I was still like more sensitive than be, now. Now I'm less sensitive, but still sensitive. But that before I was like, whoa. And um, after me, there was some guy, some guy came, followed me. And then he just destroyed me. Like made fun of you and his set? He's roasted. He's like a big oh. roaster. And okay. I didn't even know who roasters were at that yeah. time. So he just just abused the shit out of me. And then all of my friends, they were beautiful Russian women. Yeah. Um, women, sorry. An abused bunch of my friends. They were beautiful like Russian verbally. women. Like verbally, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just, he said, he called, did, did every, called, called everybody stripper. Everyone's like, where do you work? Oh, you're a fucking stripper. This stripper, you work at happy ending. Like, just degraded everybody. Right. It, it had like a mean spirit. Very to it. mean, super mean, very mean. Uh, and yeah. I don't know why I took it the wrong way. I was like, fuck this. Like I, I have to bring my friends here and do I really want to do this? Like degrade myself and de have somebody degrade me. I just took it so seriously. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be a, a singer. And I got back to singing <laughs> and I did a bunch of sad, sad songs again. Um, and then pandemic happened and I came back to LA. That's when I came to my producer and I was like, I want to be a rapper. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, well, this funny doesn't, the funny in me is just there. So how do I like let it out with music? So we started doing funny songs. And, um, and then Actually, during pandemic, when, when, when was that? Sometime in 2020, I just started doing stand-up comedy. That was summer of 2020. Oh, no, I like <clears throat> When it was possible to go outside and, and things reopened. That's when I already started. Okay. Somewhere. I was at yeah, the comedy show. 2022, maybe 21? No, no, no. For sure, 2020 or 2021. Okay. Maybe it was 2021, April of 2021. So that's when I got back with Irina and we, and she was working at the comedy chateau. And then she invited me to come hang out and try to do open mic again. I was like, open mic. So ever since I've decided that I'm doing stand-up comedy Yeah. and things just one thing after the other, after the other. And then I keep writing new stuff. And then I just did my one hour. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Is it out? 
No, no, no. It's work in progress. I just did one hour at the Fringe Festival, you know, Hollywood Fringe Festival. Yeah, amazing. So I've, and it's musical comedy. It's a bunch of songs, a bunch of funny songs and jokes and live band and the bear on stage. And it was a lot of work, but um, I did it. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Hour. That's a big deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How did that feel? I, um, you know, I'm very strict with myself and really hard on myself. It's really, I can be proud for like five minutes and then I'm like, well, how can I improve? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. That's funny. Yeah. But now that you've done that hour, is that hour done? Are you I still all new material a, now? A little, a little improvement. All new material, all new songs, like everything. Okay. Because you guys filmed it, right? I filmed it, but it's it's just to to see how else I can improve it. Oh, you don't want to release it? No, 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 no. We're gonna. I'm gonna make it polished. That okay. everything there's got to be laughter every 15 seconds, like right. joke, joke, joke. So it has to be like sharp and perfect. Nice. I know there is no such thing as perfect, but it can be written perfect at least. You you can so see to, that there's more room to be polished. Yeah, to my tasting, could be yeah. better. Yeah, and I got some yeah. notes from good comedians that I trust, and I'm gonna just. Take this note, take this note and make it like. Nice. So at the festival was your first time performing the hour in full. That was my second time. Performing. Okay. But I, I did like whole month, June. I had like five shows. Nice. How come you didn't come to any? I wanted to. I've been very busy the last couple of months. Okay. I'll go to one. When's the next one? Okay. Well, next one, I'm going to, the hour, I, I still. I just, how, about, how about a short set? Short set. Well, this week I. Yeah. Oh. On Friday, I'm in Pasadena. I'll go. Would you come? I'll come. Okay. I'll come. I'll bring a friend. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go support. Yes. I would love that. Yes. So, and then on Saturday, I'm going to Vegas. Nice. To perform? Yes. I'm going to do Don't Tell Comedy. That's amazing. It's like, a, I love Don't Tell Comedy. They have like a secret location, secret lineup. Yeah. And everything is so secret. And I was, since I'm Russian, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> yes. yes, everything is secret. Love it. That's amazing. So what's the next step? So, okay, so you got the hour, you're going to polish it. And then yeah. once it's polished, are you going to film it and release it like a video of I'm, the special? I'm going to probably do it. I don't know. I'm going to do it a few more times. Yeah. Like maybe a lot of times. Well, Because now, now you want to run it. Now you want to take yeah. that hour. Yes, I might want to. Go on a mini tour. Yes, you should. Just just really like be free with it. Have you done Chicago yet? No. There's a big Russian community out there. Really? Yeah, it's a big city. The, the funny thing that I performed for Russians. Yeah. Like, there is like a, there is a Russian comedian, um, Alexander Nislobin. He's really funny and he's very famous in Russia. So he recently moved to America and um, he's been doing shows for the Russians. And he would have, he would like unite Russian comics here in, in, in America. Right. Which is crazy to me because I always felt like there's like Brazilians are supporting Anita. You know, everyone is like, I feel like Brazil is like, our girl is there in America killing it. And everyone's yes, like, yes, 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 yes. You know, uh, I feel like Latinos are the same way. Mm-hmm. The yeah, like if it's like a Mexican artist or a Spanish artist or yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. everyone is very supportive of their people mm-hmm. in another countries. Yes. Well, w- Russians and no, they're like, oh, there's a who's this Russian whore? <laughs> like, what is she? 
doing there you know right they're and trying she, to discredit you right yeah away. Yeah. yeah so does she speak does she speak english oh my gosh she any good you know um so, so it's almost like non-russian audience might appreciate you more yes yes be more supportive of me yeah. so excuse me excuse me my hair yes anyways so but he was able to unite all the russian comics i've never seen this happen before wow i've never seen people i mean i've seen never I've never seen Russian comics in LA that are all together doing a Russian show. Yeah. Speaking in Russian. Speaking in Russian. Oh, wow. I was shocked. And he's killing it. I'm so proud of him. I'm just so proud that he's done it. Like he could be just by himself, but no, he makes Russian comics unite. Are there any big Russian female comics that are out here? No, just male, male, guys, male wow. comics. Well, so you're representing right now. I hope so. I mean, me, Irina, Anya Zova, we, we, I mean, big Russian comics who made it to TV or made it to in Russia. No, nobody here that made it big in, in Russia. They're not here. Wow. But also I can't do stand-up comedy in Russian. You my, can't? Mm -mm. Right. Your my jokes, in English, my jokes yeah. don't translate. Yeah. They, I tried to tell my mom and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, and I tried to perform <clears throat> for the Russian audience, okay? Mm -hmm. You just said that in Chicago, there's a big Russian community. Yeah. Well, then perform for them. They perform for the, for the Latinos in Chicago. Then. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I did perform stand-up comedy for the Russians, and I, didn't, I did realize that you can't warm them up. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> yeah. very cold. Yeah, it's so interesting how different languages perceive the same joke so differently. Yeah. Even if you translate it word for word, it's not the funniness is in the language. Yes, it is in the sh in the word word order or like in a in a saying. Yeah. Like I know what's funny in Russian. Right. But if you s translate it to English, it wouldn't be as funny. Right. Or things that are funny in English. It's impossible to translate to Russian. And there's slang. And yeah. it's like what's happening in the culture, in the news. You know, you kind of have to fit right in that pocket. Yeah. Who are uh, your favorite comedians out here? Or just in America in general? Like who do you, who do you, you find funny? Well, when I was doing this Russian show with Russian people, they uh -huh. had um, Kira Sultanovich performing. I've never seen her before. And she was doing crowd work for 30 minutes. I was in tears crying. I've never seen such a funny woman in my life. I've never seen such, I'm so excited. We're going to, I'm going to be on the same show with her August 6th. That's amazing. I think she's hysterical. She's so sharp, unbelievably sharp. Oh my God. This woman is amazing. Especially for crowd work. You really have to be so present. She would just, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen somebody so funny, but her material is very funny too. Yeah. Um, and of course I love Amy Schumer and I love Ellie Wong. Yeah. This woman is hysterical. I saw her new set at the improv, um, her post-divorce yeah. set. Oh, my oh God. it's so funny. Cause I like how in her last special, she was always shitting on her husband. <laughs> and then when she opened her new set, she was, she was like, well, I, I'm not going to give it away, but she's like, so I'm single now. Right. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Yeah. It was nice. She, she's, yeah. she's a good storyteller. Have you seen the TV show Beef? Yes, I just finished watching the whole season. Fantastic. What a show. Yeah, very. She's, she's good. Have you seen her movie, Always Be My Maybe? Yeah. 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 With well, Keanu we're fans Reeves. here. Yes. 
<laughs> Who else do you like? What male comics do you like? He's not very popular anymore. I love Woody Allen and I love his sense of humor and I love all of his movies. I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm saddened to know that there's so much bad reputation going on about him and I don't know what's true. It's not, I want to believe it's not true. Yeah. You know, but then. Was he a stand-up comedian? Or you yes, just... he was. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever even seen his he stand-up. He's so silly. He's really? so his sense of humor is my favorite. Yes. Really? Yes. Um, my Didn't favorite movie know. is Annie Hall. And it's I love that it's a sad ending. I love sad ending. So oh, Brazilito. Brazilito, come here, baby. If he's too much, feel free to you know push him down. Oh, Brazilito. I'll take you after this. I'll take you for a walk after this, okay? Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood side. Oh, side. Yeah, it's right over here. It's right in our backyard, yeah, basically. Yeah. I'd love to go there. With, yeah. With Mila. Oh, nice. Well, maybe one day we'll all do a group walk. Do you ever do the lake? Is it nice? Yeah. There's a lake before the sign. Yeah, I saw. I saw. There's a popular hike. Yeah, that, that's like a three-mile hike all the way around. It's really long. But then there's a sign hike, too, which is, like, easy. And Mila, Mila is very dramatic when it comes to hiking. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't want to walk. Oh yeah, she's very small too, right? She's like, <laughs> she starts crying like, "Carry me, carry me, mama, carry me." So then you end up just walking, just carrying her as a weight. Yeah. <laughs> she's fourteen pounds now. Oh, I remember when he was that small. He literally used to hold him with one hand, and now really? look at how big he is. Yes, buddy. Oh. Thank you for all the kisses, Brazilito. <laughs> He's like, you're welcome. <laughs> this is his voice. He talks like this. Really? Hey, Casenia. Uh huh. Brazilita. How's Can your you? family back home? Is, is your family back home? Or are they here? Yeah. Yeah. Mom and dad. How are, how are they doing? I know we can't. Can we not talk about the without naming we, it? We call it like special operation in Russia. Okay. But you know, here when you say special operation, you talk about your next boob job. <laughs> 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 is that a good joke yeah okay i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna try this joke yeah you should use it that's funny yeah okay so how are they doing with the special operation uh mm -hmm. well everyone's upset kinda, but there's nothing we can do really yeah. nobody people can do nothing and right now it's very strict you can't really say much if you go say something they find you and like you up Wow. Way to jail, yeah. Publicly or or like on social Pu media. Publicly, social media, yeah. So everybody has to say nothing. Basically, keep, pretend it's not happening. Keep it chill, yeah. Wow, I feel like some of that energy is coming here, not from Russia, but that mentality of the government not wanting you to talk about certain things. Yeah. It's starting to happen here in America about certain subjects that like will get you your account banned if you mention it. Right? It's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean. Kind of scary. Yeah. It's just like, it's better. They don't want you to have a, an opinion. Yeah. Not a lot of it. Just a little bit. Just right. don't, don't get too crazy with your opinions out there. <laughs> you can have some opinions. You just have to be like yeah. in a frame. Just have like, an opinion about coffee. Yeah. Have <laughs> an opinion about things that don't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. What a world we live in. That's why comedy is so important. Because comedians are kind of on the forefront of free speech in terms of what you can say on stage. That yeah. is kind of where you push the line. 
Yes, I, <clears throat> you know what my friend, my director friend told me that my comedy is borderline inappropriate, but somehow I get away with it <laughs> because of the way I look. <laughs> like things that I say, it might not be um, politi politically correct, but um, I do, I mean, my jokes do have some ideas behind it. It's, yeah. It's, just some they're not random yeah, no, no, yeah, some, yeah. I, I believe in my good premises <laughs> yes. and yeah. i and i think you know when people try to say, uh, talk about the word safe space yeah in the context of a performance the safe space is for you yeah the performer yeah it's not the performer making the audience feel safe although granted you shouldn't be mean-spirited but of sometimes not. sometimes part of the joke is you can be mean in the cute way, you know what I mean? Yes. In like a non-threatening way, but really it's the audience that should make you feel safe to perform, not the performer making the audience feel safe to listen, right? Because if the performer doesn't feel safe, then the art is going to go be bad, right? Yeah. Like a performer has to feel like he or she can, can sing the way they want, whatever, right? And then you can say, maybe I don't like the show or I didn't like that show, but the performer has to do what they have to do. They have to give you the show. Did you hear how like now, they throw phones at, at singers. I saw that it happened to a few people. Yeah. What kind of <clears throat> angry, jealous people are doing this? This is like. I think people need to find more things to do with their body. I think we get repressed energy. That's why I love snowboarding. Cause a lot of my work I do is like focused mental yeah. computer work, but I'm a physical guy. Like I have to be, I want to hike, I want to skate, snowboard. I want to do stuff where I feel cause otherwise the energy is inside you anyway. Yeah. And if it's repressed, 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 and then you feel like shit, you're at a concert, you might. But like people who are like a black belt in like, you know, martial arts, yeah. they don't get into fights. Yeah. People who know how to fight, people who box, they're very peaceful. Yeah. Because they have a, they're getting Outlet. the energy out. Yeah. Exactly. Right. When, when, they, when they go to a bar, the boxer is like, nah. <laughs> they're like, I could fuck you up, but nah, it's okay. You know, it, it's because it, it goes out. And yeah. A lot of people are just in offices. They don't stretch. They don't get massages. They don't exercise. They're just <sighs> repressing. And a lot of people mm -hmm. are just miserable, which is sad. I feel like, I mean, my biggest thing I want to, I'll tell you, I feel like, I feel like I say, I feel like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, see, okay, this is kind of funny. I feel like I, I say, I feel like a lot. Anyways. I want to say, what I want to say is, I stutter all the time. I'm so sorry. Okay, take two. Anyways, I feel like I say, I feel like a lot. And, um, but what I feel like is, <laughs> <laughs> I want people to do what they always wanted to do. So that's big thing for me, to follow their dreams, to find mm -hmm. a way, you know? Yes. To not be scared to follow their dreams. Yes. Like I was scared to follow my dreams and to announce to everybody that here I am following my dreams. Right. And it's scary at first, but then once you keep doing it, it's. It becomes it's, a part of you. It's becoming natural. Instagram is organic. I guess uh, you just post about yourself. The, the, the only thing that I need to really work on is bragging and talk really like, a big deal about myself. I don't know how to do that because, because I don't, you don't need to do I that. Do, I do. You know how people talk themselves up? 
Well, I think the it's selling? just there's just a little bit of framing. It's just it's just but kind of like how you have a premise for jokes. It's just framing because I, I think there's people that bullshit. They'll pretend it's way bigger than it is, and that's lying. But it, I think you can say the truth in a way that just sounds better. I don't know how to do that I, the, because I I'm I had a therapy session this morning and we talked about how do you talk nice about yourself, talk nice to yourself. And in Russia, it's just not part of your bringing, you know, <laughs> anything you do sucks. Like I played piano, I, I, was, I got A's and you know what my teacher said? You could, could have done better. Better than an A. You could, you could have done better than A. She said my hands, I was playing the song and she, your hands weren't synchronized in like one, but I was, I, was, I don't know, 14. But what? How do you explain what you do now? If somebody says, hi, nice to meet you. What do you do? I say I'm a stand-up comedian and a rapper and a musician. That's pretty impressive as it is. But, you know, I know some people say that and I go to their page and I'm like, oh, sh don't say you're a stand-up comedian or a <laughs> musician or a rapper. It's, it's, this is just bad, poor quality stuff. Yeah. And some people are delusional. But... um. Yeah, but that's what the follow-through is for. But I hear what you're saying. But I don't think you should... Uh, that's kind of a bad habit and a bad look that LA people get. Because you know what? The people that do real big things, they talk it down. That's okay. Then I guess... Then I guess I'm in, in the right place. <laughs> you are. Because like if you, like if you meet... It's like if somebody says... Um, if a rich guy says, come to my mansion. Yeah. It's not a mansion. People who have mansions call, call it their home. Yeah. You Come call to it a place, yeah. Exactly. If you're calling it a mansion, it means that you're small and you see it as a big thing, right? Yeah. It's just even the way that, like, that word is used, right? Yeah. Or like if somebody works on real movies, they don't say, I work on major movies. They say, oh, I make films. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're like, you're like, with who? They're like, oh, I tell. It's funny because people who do the biggest shit, you have, you have to ask them a few times to get the real answer. Like yeah. if they work with like Spielberg. That's not okay. going to be the first word out of their mouth. They're going to be like, oh, I make, I, I tell stories. You know, you just <laughs> changed my perception, you know? I, yeah. I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. You know? I think positive self-talk is something I need to work on. Yeah. And, but I tend to dismiss myself. I tend to dis disregard everything. Oh, you know, I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's whatever. But, but then... That's how I talk about myself. Then how to talk to myself depends on a day. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I look, listen back to some stuff I wrote, wrote and recorded. And I'm like, this shit slaps. Oh my God, this is so good. How did I even come up with this idea? This is so funny or this is genius. And then, yes. and then the other day, the next day I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. You know, that's because you're a real artist. Okay. There's a great book I read called The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. Do you know mm -hmm. who he is? Mm -mm. He's a producer who's worked on more music than anybody since mm -hmm. from the 80s till now. Mm -hmm. From like Beastie Boys and Madonna to Kanye and like everybody, like, like he's done everybody. He's a very calm, kind of relaxed guy. And he was just talking about that, that artists, part of our superpower is our weakness mm -hmm. because we're so sensitive. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an artist thing. You know, it, it's that sensitivity that makes you tweak the art, mm. right? 
the same way you're sensitive to when people say something about you, you're sensitive to when you hear your special and you're like, oh, that could have been better. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I look at all my videos. I have a mental list of everything that could be better. I'm like, oh, the lighting wasn't, oh, and this, oh, and that. And somebody's like, it's great. I'm like, eh, you know, but then maybe like months later, I'll look back on it and I'll be like, that was pretty good. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's just, it, it means that you're a real artist. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just a part of the suffering that you have to accept as an artist. Yeah. You can't avoid the suffering. You just have to find a way to dance with it. You know, Yeah. Okay. it's, it's gonna, cause That's I mean, good. I have friends that have won Grammys and Oscars and stuff, and they're still talking just like you. Okay. Yeah. Literally. Like I have friends that have like, and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. I got a Grammy for that one. But you know, it, it was, there's yeah. always some story. As yeah. to why it wasn't perfect. I see. I it see. never goes away, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, they're happy, but they're always critical every time. Uh -huh. Almost never has somebody said, yeah, my work is perfect. I even. I did this. There was only like one edit that I've done recently that I'm in love with. And it was a trailer that I showed you of the Taj podcast. I think I sent you like a mm -hmm. promo, like a little 30 second. And I was like, that promo was great. And yeah. I really like that. And that's but, why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? Sold. <laughs> that was the only one where like I replayed it a hundred times and I'm like, I killed that. That was, but other than that, most of my other stuff, I'm like, uh -uh. could be better. Could be better. That's why now like this podcast, we have to release it quickly, like in the next couple of weeks, because okay. by next month, they're going to be better. Can I be on a better podcast? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I always, every time I make it a little better good, good. That's a, so that's when what, is your birthday when do you think it is i don't know i don't know let me think i don't know aries no cancer i'm so off i don't know are you scorpio close sagittarius very close to scorpio what Libra? Yeah, I'm like a Libra Scorpio. Oh my God, mix. cut this. I never had so many guesses before. <laughs> you can guess diseases, but not, uh, not, but I not mean, signs. I mean, I could guess zodiac signs. That's funny. So you could be like, you have an appendicitis and you're a Sagittarius. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, could, I can't predict for your sign, but I can. I, are you in pain? I can diagnose you. Yeah, not right now. My toe hurts a little bit. Oh no, what that, happened? Ingrown nail? No, I have this like blister on the side. I think it was from snowboarding. And oh, I think no. I'd need to go to the dermatologist to have them just freeze it off. It's like a, I think it's like a callus or something that's just oh, there. Man. It doesn't bother me, but then randomly on days it does. So I just, I, I feel like it needs to be frozen and just, you know what I mean? Let's do it right now. Off with it. Let's go. Kidding. Come on. <laughs> Take out a knife. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're okay with blood and all yeah, that, so yeah, just cut it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you feeling? Me? Yes. I feel good. How are you? I feel good. This has been a good conversation. We're like an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, I like it. What into it think? so far. I like your energy. You like? Thank yes. you. Yeah. I like how ambitious you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a really good thing, and the, and again, nobody's perfect, and we all got stuff to work on. So I'm not trying to negate your need for working on stuff but everything that you've said that you kind of don't like about yourself i think those are good qualities like everybody i interview that's successful kind of has those same qualities okay like okay, so i'm gonna stay humble and just keep keep killing it yeah just keep it like that doesn't mean anything you know like i i interviewed a beyonce's creative director a couple of weeks ago and he's done everything 
saying the same stuff. Right. Oh yeah, but this could have been better. And this is, it's like, it's literally, this is the conversation that we all have. And it yeah. does, and it doesn't mean you're wrong. It could have been better. Yeah. You're actually right. Yeah. Like, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's again, I feel like it's important to have a good self-esteem because yeah. your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self, how do you feel mm -hmm. about yourself in your own body? It's important to feel good about yourself. It is. It's important to love yourself. And this is something that they don't teach you in Russia. They don't teach them over here either. I feel like my American friends are more loving of themselves. They well, would prioritize their needs. They would put your, themselves Your Los first. Angeles friends. Yeah. Okay. That's a Los Angeles thing. Yeah. A, a lot of people in Los Angeles are individuals who are working on their goals. That's not a good representation of America. Mm. In America at large, people are generally sadder, you know? But in LA, you get like the happiest person or the, the most ambitious person from Kentucky, the most ambitious person from Chicago or whatever, and they all come here. I see. So it gives you this false sense of like, oh, everybody here is going for it. But it's, you know, I don't think that's a, but I hear what you're saying. Self-esteem is something that's not taught. It's not, there's no class on self-esteem. No. I think people in LA just have to be confident. Yeah, you, know? you have to. Right. I but, mean, but what even is self-esteem? Because there's times where I'm, I'm hard on myself. Like I have a sense of shame for like responding to an email too late or something. Or if I forget to get back to somebody and then I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm unprofessional now. Oh, I got to, you know, and then it's like, and then you, and you have a few things that you don't get done and then a bunch of them don't get done and then you get mad at yourself. Right. So it's, it's just, I'm glad that you're going to therapy because then you can hear yourself saying it and say, you know what, maybe oh. self-criticism about your special is one thing that's artistic. Yeah. Make the punchline better. But yeah. thinking like, I'm not worthy. That's just a, something. That's, that's true. Way. That's a different it levels a of critique. <laughs> the worthiness, I feel like it has to do a lot with being successful because you have to believe you deserve it. But if you think you're a piece of shit, and you don't deserve nothing and you have to constantly improve. I don't believe person can succeed at any point. You know, yeah. you have to truly believe in yourself and be confident and love yourself. And you believe that there is this place for you, yes. you know, in, in this business. Do you believe there's a place for you in this business? I believe it more now than before. Before I, I couldn't even imagine. I would, I would just go, I was just going with the flow. Yeah. But I believe more. I, I need to work on my belief system because it's easy, easy going from, oh my God, I'm, I'm great to like, oh my God, I'm nothing. And it's like this. Yeah. But you, you just have to find the balance of feeling just good about yourself, no matter what happens. Just, you feel good. You, you know, you're good. You know, you're doing it. I know that I'm good and I'm doing it. But I just have to more self-love, more prioritizing myself. Yes, it is, it is tough. I think the commitment to make your artwork is kind of like conceptually the commitment to marriage, right? In concept, it's you get married with somebody for better or worse. That means that we're going to make it happen no matter what. There's no yes. stopping it. Yes. I feel that way about my art. Same. Yeah. Like there's no, even if you took everything away, well, I'll start over. And that's happened before. You know what I mean? Where I've lost things and... That I'm committed. I'm a hundred percent. There's no stopping it. Yeah. You know, even if you lose all the money, yep. we'll make it again. Yep. Right. So that's a commitment. So I think believing in that is one thing, but then feeling good while you're doing it. Right. Yes. Cause there's a lot of artists that are successful and then they kill themselves. 
you know, I had that happen to somebody I knew earlier this year. And right. So then it's like, wow, that's what we have to be careful with over-focusing on one thing. Right. And then having like a personal life that's not fulfilling. Yeah. And then, and the next thing you know, it's, it's, it's game over. It's, it's a weird line. To balance, cross. balance, balance. Or harmony, harmony, which is a different word, right? Because balance means equal. Harmony means complementary. Yes. I like harmony. You know what? Yeah. Harmony. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said that to me the other day. I thought it was very wise. I was like, harmony. Yeah. Harmony is the shit. Yeah. Because you're not going to have exact balance of I spent eight hours of work and eight hours on personal life. It's like, no, it's some days it's, it's 100% work, no personal or right. Sometimes it just, but does it all feel right together? It should be exactly. Yeah. Thank God. I love this. Yeah. Me too. Because the word balance feels, it's like impossible to balance it. Success is an imbalance yeah. by definition. It means That's that you're true. going above and beyond and above and beyond. Right. But I don't want to achieve to be happy. I want to happily achieve. Okay. Right. Good. Because it's exactly. never ending. It's no, yes. It's never know, ending. Like, exactly. I have friends that I grew up with and we were like poor together and they're like, you know, a few years ahead of me, but I, you know, I, we talk and we're very honest. And when they made like their first million dollars, right. So I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, wow, it's possible. And I'm like, but you're still the same person with the yeah. same problems. Yeah. And if you had a problem with your brother before, now you're just. Rich problem. A rich problem. You, so rich the problem, person with, 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 with the same problem, right? So it's like, oh, okay. So it's not impossible to make the millions. And when I do make the millions, they're not going to solve all my problems. But it's going to solve, it's going to solve some problems. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I'm still going to make the millions, yeah. but I'm not under the illusion that when I do, then it'll be all good. I'm yeah. trying to make it good as I'm building the millions, yeah. right? So that, okay. so that it's, it's sustainable, mm -hmm. right? That's why like now the snowboarding for me is so important. It's so like, well, literally I'd be in the mountain from like 7 a.m. to like 1 p.m. Just and then get in the studio at like three, from like three to 10 and create art. Perfect. And then I just I like feel that. fantastic and just have my food and just create. And it's like it's so much better work happens because I'm happy. I'm playing with my dog. I'm traveling. I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I bring that joy into my work. Granted, not everybody can do that, but you got to find your way, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I like this. You got to make it enjoyable. Absolutely. You have to have fun. Yeah. Otherwise, not so fun. <laughs> yeah. Because it takes a lot of dedication through times where like you're not getting enough money or enough respect or enough shine, right? And how do you persevere through that, right? Like I had so many years of like now I'm doing better financially, but I had years where it was like up and down where there was like no money for a few months and then a lot of money and then no money or, or I do a project, but they're like late paying you and then they pay you like two months late. And you're like, yeah, but my rent is due now, but the check is late. So it's like, so to handle all of that, you have to have that emotional like, strength. <laughs> yeah. Strength and some outlet. Right. Um, yeah. But thank God but the pandemic made things better for my business. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank it, God for pandemic. Honestly. I'm just kidding. Made, I mean, for me, it was great. Yeah. It was like, at the beginning of it, I lost everything in another project. And then I built a new project that was 10 times better. And it's like, now we have stability. Now we have a team can consistency. And now I can afford to do this. The podcast Perfect. is because of that. Right. So that's about like the positive mindset, right? Yes, like, absolutely. You don't pretend that there's no pandemic, but it's happening. If it was here. What can we do with do it? Do the best you can work with what with you it. have. Exactly. Like crowd work. Yeah. You can't control the crowd. 
right? But you can yeah. you can work with them. Yeah. You could be like, oh, this person's being loud, then use it. Send right? him to Gulag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that person going to Gulag. <laughs> Brasilito. <gasps> yeah, good stretch, Brasilito. buddy. Yeah. Oh, sweetie pie. When you travel, are you going to take your dog with you? No, she's a service dog now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you got the certification for real? Yeah. <clears throat> Great. Good. I need to train her now. Can you tell me more about cert mm -hmm. service dog training? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't really train him. I just, he knows how to do basic stuff and okay. the certification is not that hard. Oh, really? It's actually very easy. You can do it online. Yeah. They told me I can do it online. Yeah. And I just have to submit videos of him doing certain things. So his kind of oh. service is he's a mobility guide. There's like several different jobs that they can have. Oh and mobility guide is his um, because he can open doors. Oh. So like I just say that he, because he literally can. Like if I were to walk outside right now and call him, he would go, he would open the handle and go. Like Are you serious? Fully, what about he, the keys? Uh, he can't do the keys, but keys that's why in, <laughs> in hotels, when I leave him in a hotel, I have to tie him to the bed because otherwise he'll open the door and come after me if I leave. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So he's very smart. He's too smart sometimes. Wow. So I just, you know, I showed videos of him doing that. And then yeah. you prove that he can do Did it. Did you submit it? Yeah. And then they see it and then like a week and then they send you a thing. It's like 400 but bucks. How about they sent it to me already and they didn't check? Really? And yeah. yours is like a national certification, like for not emotional support, but for service animals. Yes. Oh, then great. Then you're fine. Then you, then you must've found an easier way than I did. Cause mine, I had to send photos and videos. Really? Yeah, I had to show that he could sit while I'm walking away. So I had to show a video of him sitting and me walking away and him not coming after me. That kind of stuff. Wow. Um, okay, well. Yeah, but he can fly for free. For sure. Nice. He just sits right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's great. Well, Milichka is really small, so she would probably be okay flying in the cabin. Yeah, in, a, in your purse probably even, huh? Yeah, yeah she I want us to go to Hawaii. You've Maybe never we'll been? Go. No. I've Me been neither. I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii. You have? I've never been. I love Hawaii. Yeah. You love Hawaii? Oh, you never I've been. never been. I want to go. Yeah, you would like Hawaii, I think. Yeah. But you like snow now. What what is well, I mean, I also like surfing. Where, I'm a, I'm a summer guy. Where do you go to snowboard? Well, in LA there's Big Bear and then there's Mammoth, but there's like a hundred different resorts all over the place. So I just started this year. So I did Big Bear a bunch, like 20 times, and Mammoth for like a week. How long till Big Big Bear? Hour and a half, two hours. Really? And it's snowing right now? Not anymore. This off season. The okay. season goes from like November till like April or May, but Mammoth went till July 4th. Really? And it was still full of snow. It's incredible. There's videos and I actually want to do this this season is go um, surfing in the morning. Because I just started. I'm not that good of a surfer, but it's harder. But I want to go surfing in the morning and snowboarding in the afternoon in the same day. Because you can just go, go at like 6 a.m., 6 to like 9, drive to Big Bear, be a Big Bear by 11, snowboard. California is amazing. Yeah. Isn't that amazing. incredible? Yes. We're so lucky. So much to do. So lucky to be here. I feel like immigrants, we appreciate America more than Americans. Yeah, for sure. They don't know what it's like to not have water or gas, <laughs> electricity. Yeah. Yes. They've never been to like a real third world country or just seen what like the conveniences, like it's so convenient here that they don't realize it. Oh my God. So comfortable. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Car. Starbucks, every corner. Like in Russia, there is no Starbucks. Yeah. It's just so, it's comfort. 
Oh my God. I even just hot water. Like when I went to Costa Rica a couple months ago and it, it took many Airbnbs to find one that had actual consistent hot water and they were nice house on the hill view and water. Why is the water cold? They're like, Oh, it's beautiful. And I'm just like, wow, that was a nice place. I did really like Costa Rica. Yeah. The people there, when you serve them, instead of saying thank you, they say um, con gusto, which means with pleasure. Oh. They don't say you're welcome. Oh, okay. They say with pleasure. With pleasure. And they say it. I they, like it. They say with pleasure, with pleasure, right? Like With pleasure in harmony. Yes. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> like everybody there felt like they were happy to work. They oh. were like, oh, of course I'll bring you the whatever you need. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if they were selling like mangoes on the street or if they work wherever. They were like, ah, con gusto. Pura vida. Pure life. It's all very sending love out to you, you know? And then I look at people here in America who have so many opportunities and they're just complaining the whole time. And I'm like, there's things to work on. There's things to be fixed in America, but they're generally just complaining a lot. Like day to day, we're living great. You're so funny. Yeah, they complain a lot. I used yeah. to love complaining. Oh my God, I love. I used to be like victim all the time. Yeah. Not anymore. You my, got my, ther <laughs> my therapist did a great job on me. Yeah. We've been getting rid of this victim mentality for so long. And that's it. I'm not a victim anymore. Yeah. I decide what happens to me. I, I choose what happens to me. It's all me. Yes. Nobody did it for me. Nobody to blame. It's all me. Yes. <laughs> and even when something bad happens, like I've had people <clears throat> steal money. I've had police brutality happen. I've been arrested like five times for like skating and filming. And I've had cops like punch me. I've had like Jesus. my house stolen. Like I've been through a lot of shit in my journey. Right. But I don't consider myself a victim. I'm just like, okay, well, all right. That sucks. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Good job. You okay. know, yeah. I, go to therapy. If you, if you have to, you know, talk about it, walk yeah. through the emotions. You don't pretend it didn't happen, but you can't use it as a trophy. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. no, you know, like, um, it's not going to help. Yeah. You know, sure. right. And then as we become stronger, then maybe we can help other people not have that problem ahead of time. Right. Yes. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I, I'm also a good therapist as well yeah to my friends they would talk to me and i'll tell them what i think and give them objective feedback and objective advice That's that would be great. like from the bottom of my heart that would be like good choice and if they need to go to the gulag you tell them <laughs> <laughs> gulag is for the exes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they deserve to be in a work camp and i i'm kidding of course not Right. <laughs> so what's the next step? So you have the hour that's finished and yes. now you're going to be polishing it and performing it around because comedians, they usually, once they have their hour, they tour it at the end of the tour, they film it and then they retire it. Then that hour is done. See, is yes. that what you you're going to do? You know what's up. Well, I, that's, I would preferably do that. Mm -hmm. I would probably go into another festival. There is one in New York. Yeah. In October. Which one? Gotham? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, again, another French festival okay. because it's cool to present your one woman show. I, I call it one woman show yeah. at the festival mm. because it like, if I didn't have Hollywood French festival yeah. <laughs> enrollment, I wouldn't do it five times. So it's kind of like forces you to do it. So I'm going to enroll into this other festival. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it in October in New York. And then I want to take it to Edinburgh Festival in Scotland. 
It's nice. very popular one. But that's next year. But I don't know if I want to wait for so long. We'll see what happens. But for sure that I'm going to take it to New York and maybe try to organize a mini tour, not a big tour. Nice. Also, I'm back. My producer is back tomorrow from his trip and we're going to go back to studio and we're going to finish recording all those funny songs because they're not even recorded yet. They were just written and I just put them up on stage. Oh, but you don't have the official in the booth. Yes. So it's going to be like an album of my funny songs. I love that. I'm excited for you. And then I have new song that I'm going to put out um, soon. And then my music video, everyone's out for the summer, you know, mm -hmm. my, my filmmaker friend coming back, we're going to shoot videos. Yeah. Um, what else? There is one song that we need to record. That is a rap song. It's really silly. It's called, I'm not your side piece. Oh no, hold on. No, you know what it's called? I'm not your side dish. I'm the main course. I like that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and uh, we're going to just write more music and I'm going to write more material. I'm just going to keep performing and continue performing what you have and creating the next. Yeah. But like this Friday, the show that I'm going to go to, is that going to be a piece of the hour or something different? Tiny bit piece. Just tiny bit. It's probably going to be seven minutes yeah. set. So it's going to be. Yeah. Like a, norm, like a normal club set. Yeah. Like there's no. I, I might do a song. Actually, you might hear the new song. Okay. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying it out to see how people, like if the people like it. Yeah. People have been rapping along. I love that. It's so silly. Why not? Because I like that now the genres are all blending. Even in TV, there's a lot of shows that are half comedy, half drama. Yeah. There's a show called Barry. Have you heard of the show? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow, he's a serial killer and he's an actor, right? Boom. There's a bunch of the things like that happening. Sensitive serial serial killer. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, there's um Lil Dicky. I don't know if you're familiar I with love him. This. His show Dave. He inspired my my rapping. Have you seen his show? Yeah. Have you seen the third season? No. With Brad Pitt and everybody? Should I watch it? It's a master. The final episode is one of the best episodes I've ever seen of any TV show ever. That's it. I'm watching it it's tonight. A, I showed it to my friends who haven't seen any of the shows, named none of the seasons. I just showed them the finale of season three. I said, it's so good. You can watch it by itself, not know any of the story. It's and like it's film? still good. Really? It's so, it's like funny. Horror, suspenseful, entertaining. It's got crazy cameos in it with Brad Pitt and Rachel McAdams. And you're like afraid for your life, but you're laughing. There's music. Oh my God. It's like everything. And you're like, how can I feel all these emotions at once? And, it, and it's funny because when he raps <clears throat> at the beginning, it was all a joke. Now his rapping is really good. Now he's actually like a legit, a top rapper. Like his new shit, it started as a joke, but it's good. And the that. show is about his life and he cast his idols in it. It would be like if you had a dream of working with Amy Schumer. So you wrote a show about you starring you where you get to work with Amy Schumer. You know what I mean? Amazing. It's like it's such a brilliant thing to do. Just cast your idols in the, your show about your life and then meet them in the show, but also meet them in real life That's and amazing. then manifest it. That's amazing. <clears throat> Will Dickie's an inspiration. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my God. You know what I'm doing tonight? Watching Dave. Yes. Cause I've been, I haven't had a chance to do anything. I was just running around. Just running around. Jeez. It's so just, hard. Just yeah. running over here. Just yeah. running over there. Exactly. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I need a nap. <laughs> Don't you mind me. 
<laughs> naps are good. I like a good nap. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> naps are great, man. Started well, doing them again recently. I really, yeah. Brazilito, <clears throat> let me see. Wow. Okay. Well, now it's fifty-fifty-one. We've been wow. We've been yeah, hour and a half. We've been killing it. Yeah, we've been flowing. So um, we can oh, keep right. going, or we can or we can close it off around here. How do you feel? Yeah, I think. You want to close it off? Yeah, I think I've said it all I needed to say. <laughs> Cheers. So, Ksenia, um, yeah. in closing, um. First of all, I'm really impressed by you. Thank you. You are. Thank you. You're funny. Thank you're you. actually funny and you're ambitious and you have a, a good head on your shoulders. And I, you. I like artists that really give a fuck. So. Thank you. Dope. Thank you. Good shit. Um, if you could channel a message to another artist, Okay. Maybe even a, a female artist or just really any artist, but an artist who wants to do something, but they're afraid to tell their friends. They're afraid to tell their family. They're afraid to post about it, right? Well, like what we were saying before, right? When you wanted to be a, a musician and a, and a comedian, it was scary for you to announce it, right? Mm -hmm. What message would you say now to somebody who's at that place where they're like afraid to blossom? What would you say to them? I would say just do it, Mike. <laughs> I think the most important thing is to keep going, keep doing it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Want to sing? Go sing. Go open mic. Go karaoke. Go sing. Yeah. Research people that do what you want to do. See who they work with. Hit up these people. Don't have to be friends with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, keep creating mm. content. Just be true to yourself. I, I say just do it. Because when you do it, you discover things. Yes. You evolve and you do it better late next time. You can't wait for it to be perfect timing. Just fucking go. Do it today. Do it, yeah. do it yeah. today if you can. Yeah. Is there something happening tonight? Go do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Just do it. Because that momentum after that first one, even if it sucks, you're like, well, I could do it a little better. Right? And then you make it. The, the hardest part is to begin. Mm. And to begin and to get into this kind of flow when you're pursuing it yeah because i believe right now i'm pursuing it so i'm past that beginning stage for me right now it's moving to the next level but the beginning to get it moving is really hard but it's possible if you really want to do it just gotta gotta do it try it and see if you need help you know what it depends on what you want to do Research this this subject. Research this. Yeah. If it's singing, get a singing teacher. Get if yeah. it's comedy, watch comedians. Get a comedy mentor. Take comedy class. Yes. It started for me with a stand up class. I would never be able to do it if I didn't take a class. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need class. I already do great. No, <laughs> take a class. Yeah. Just like, educate yourself. Acting. Go to an acting class. Research a great teacher. Yeah. You know, immerse yourself in the world, yeah. But and then you, once you're in class, you meet other people that are like-minded. So then you get into a community, and it's easier. It's 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 just you just can't sit and do nothing and expect things to change. It will not change. You have to do it. I 
I love that. <laughs> On that note, everybody, this is Ksenia. We'll put all her links below. Thank you for watching. Thank and you. that's a wrap. <laughs>